Welcome to Soundbite Theater. Episode 2. Form of Address. afternoon and welcome to Form of Address, the finest name shop in town if I do say so myself. <laughs> and it is so lovely to see you. Uh, please, do look around and if there's anything you have questions with, don't hesitate to ask. As you can see, it's pretty slow right now, so I'm certainly available. <laughs> uh, what can you do though? Most folks have such a good idea of what they want out of their name, they prefer to order ahead, pick it up, and they're out in a minute tops. <laughs> I don't mind, I make the same either way. But but it's nice to put my craft to work. Help someone make a really, truly personal choice about their name. I'm sure you understand. I had a person come in two months ago, nearly 80 years old, and just now looking to trade out. Every name she'd ever had was a homemade piece, woven with the help of friends, lovers, and family members still grasping to some remnant of the kid they used to know. Uh, well, we chatted for an hour before we landed on the notion that what she really wanted was something classic. New to her, maybe, but becoming of her age and experience. I think we settled on Genevieve. Yes, it was Genevieve. I threw in a nickname expansion for free because of just how fascinating she was. Chinny. Some people get more use out of those expansion packs than the base name, let me tell you. Some new names hardly get touched. Uh, take new parents. Most of our customers are new parents anyhow. <laughs> the good planners get in here months before they actually have a child to register the name to, but I hardly bat an eye at the frazzled and tired folks with a nameless weak old bundle of joy who rush in with no clue what they're actually looking for. But. Anyway, regardless of the situation, new parents always do end up buying at least a handful of nickname expansions. It probably doesn't help that we do have a buy one get one free policy for expansions registered to a person under a year old. What can I say? I see a mom holding her kid in one arm and Ben in the other and but eyeing Benny on the shelf and I just can't help myself. Besides, it'll be worth the money. Derivatives always are. Non-derivatives? <laughs> sure, take Sunshine, Princess, Miss Baby, and Boo Boo, why not? They might be cheap, but they wear out like that! <laughs> Would've been better sticking with that sugar bean that Granny stitched together for him. Uh, no. No, actually, in our state, you can register homemade names. I know there's more places that are pretty strict about store-bought only for the sake of quality control. I don't want some poor schmuck's name breaking as just as they hit middle school. But, and I know I shouldn't say this seeing what I do for a living. You can make a high-quality name at home if you're willing to devote the time and use quality materials. Uh, of course, 
Some people aren't, and now we have Michaela his, uh, excuse me, Michaela, running around. Uh, just because you can get a GH bundle doesn't mean you should. Uh, but I know making names at home just doesn't do it for some people, and that's exactly why I do the job I do. Oh! Over there! I know it's not a great selection, we don't have many requests for double names nowadays, and I do have to warn you, if you're looking to purchase a hyphen, I do have a few coming on the next shipment, but it won't be here until Friday. Yep, there was a whole craze about 10 years back where I must have sold a hyphenated name every day at least. I remember this one lady came in here with a six-year-old whose name... Well, I suppose, technically, that's confidential, blah blah, social security, blah blah, right to privacy, blah blah, but come on! Kiddo was six. Anyway, this kid was a junior, and that's a whole other thing. <laughs> Juniors? In this day and age? Come on! I refuse to stock them. I do! Legally, it's discrimination if I refuse to special order them, and I would if someone asked, but no one never has! Anyway. This kid, a, a junior, named after a deadbeat runaway dad, and the kid and his mom had finally saved up to get a new name. At first, the kid was looking at cool names. Uh, did you ever watch that cartoon? Mecha and the Forces of Power! All the kids wanted Mecha name packs, but this lady wouldn't budge. She wanted something classy now. I wouldn't say John Paul Francis Jean is classy, but she was happy. I made sure to spell her on a small expansion of JP as a nickname. Ugh, oh, initials. It's like gum at the grocery store. Small, easy to stock, and everyone will buy at least one in their life. But trends change and I haven't sold a hyphen name in an, a month, maybe? Personally, shoving it all together makes the paperwork easier anyway. Oh, by the way, in case you were wondering, I keep all the forms behind the counter now. Too many people just waltzing in, grabbing forms, and leaving. As if. Those are pre-stamped with my store's vendor certification code, and I will certainly not be held responsible if some Dumbo can't fill out the paperwork correctly. You must understand. It goes smoother for everyone if someone who did the vendor certification training does the paperwork with the new name attachee. You don't want to accidentally make today's date your new signature because you got mixed up on which box is which. Ugh, and the legal ease. It's honestly way too complicated. There's a case going through the courts right now, actually, that's demanding reform on the whole thing, but we'll see how that goes. Do you follow it? Former partner versus state? Basically, there's a box on the form, you'll see, that asks for anyone you may be personally connected to with the same name you're registering, and it's right next to the box where you're supposed to print the full name and then fill out the serial number for it. Anyway, the guy who was legally named former partner gets it all mixed up because frankly, the layout is a nightmare, and instead of changing his name to Kai Spencer Jones, changes his name to former partner. Former partner! And because the state disallows refiling forms after the new ID cards are sent... Exactly! How would you know if you did it wrong if they haven't sent you the new card yet? It's ridiculous! Poor guy would have had to bought a whole new name registration package to change it again. 
and, and honestly, last name packages are pricey. Unless you have a newlywed or adoptee coupon, it's almost never worth it. Anyways, this guy got his case pretty high up at this point, arguing that he's owed compensation from the government to purchase and register a new name because their failure to make the process accessible and understandable is a violation of his rights to a name. His rights to a name! Of course, the state is arguing, since he was issued the name Former Partner, that his rights weren't violated, and just because he doesn't like that name and doesn't want to pay for a new one doesn't mean he was wrong. Oh, sorry. I get all excited about this sort of thing. Love to ramble. I do love my work a lot, so watching a case involving names is just so fascinating to me. Even more so, finding why they chose what they do. Is it a family name? And if it is, why are you buying new instead of re-registering the original? Does it mean something? Is it ethnic? Aesthetic? Spiritual? Oh, the best are random nouns. Almost always special orders, but lately there's been a run on them, so I try to keep a few stock for people to rent. Oh, yes, we do rent here. Have you rented before? Ah... Uh, Excellent, then you understand the process. A retaining fee that will be returned upon the complete return of the name package and all associated materials, or that fee can be put towards a permanent purchase. Yes, I did mention random nouns before. Is that what you're looking to rent? Of course they're real names. What makes something a name anyhow? I'll tell you what makes something a name. If you want to be called something and someone, anyone calls you that, and of course, if you file all the appropriate paperwork, pay your dues, and maintain a name registration serial code, well then that's a name! <laughs> Even if it's soup! But I really have sold a few soups, you know? Now, it's mostly teens and adults looking to change things up for all sorts of reasons, but the occasional new parents walk in and get enamored with being original and naming their kiddo Juice or Leaf, and that's fine and all, but let's be real. There's more original options if you're looking to be unique. I sold vaccination one time. No! Really? Five years back, some high schooler saved up and came in on their 15th. It's 15 here, you know, when you stop needing a parental signature. 15th birthday, and asked if I had vaccination in stock. Their father showed up here, dragging that poor kid along as soon as the new ID card showed up, demanding to buy the kid's old name back. Not a new registration package for the same name. He wanted the same one back. Same ID code, same wares and tears and nicknames pre-attached and everything. Ooh, you should have seen him when I explained I didn't have a name exchange or pawning license, so if anyone disposes of a name, I recycle them. And recycling had already gone out for the week. Ooh, I have never seen a face so red. He threatened that if I didn't give him the same sort of name, then he'd tear up his kid's new name. I reminded him that I have cameras and that purposeful destruction of a legally acquired name outside of the disposal facility is a federal offense. And destroying someone else's? Even your kids? Hope you're ready for prison for, let's see, um, forever? Eventually, he left. Hands empty, kid's new self-chosen name attached. A kid refused to sign consent for any new name purchases that day, and if your kid's 13, then you need their consent too, you know? No, I, I said that right. 
where are you from again? Ah, well, here it's 13 for your consent to be required for a name change, and 15 to change your name without guardian consent. I think they hope any teens looking to trade out will do it before getting a driver's license or going to college, or any of the other forms that have to get changed. Less work for everyone. Some parents have such a hard time letting go of the idea that they don't get to decide who their kid is. Sure, you raise them as best as you can, try to make sure they're stand-up people with good moral compass, but personality? That's all them. And some parents love to pretend that if they just stop name changes or control clothes and hair and whatever else, it'll make their kid who they want them to be. Well, I've got some bad news for parents like that. <laughs> what about you? I mean, where did you grow up? When does guardian consent fall off? 18? Uh, I knew some states had it bad, but... 18? What, do they still require spousal consent too? I'm kidding! <laughs> it's just... Well, names are personal. They're for you. And the idea that some places think parents ought to have the right to lord over their kids... It just rubs me the wrong way. You know, I've got a kid. Well, kid might be the wrong word. <laughs> Evie just finished college. Wouldn't know it looking at me, right? <laughs> anyway, I didn't name her that. I named her, well, something else. We named her after her grandmother. My spouse is very sentimental. But right around 10 years old, she just stopped liking it. Maybe it's because she didn't feel that connection to her grandmother. Uh, the dear woman did pass away before Evie was born. Uh, maybe she just wanted a little more of a sense of control in her life. Either way, she said, I want a new name. And gosh, what use is running a name shop if you can't get your daughter a new name? Anyway, I closed up for an afternoon and all three of us, my spouse, Evie, and I looked for a new name for Evie. Eventually, we found Evangeline on the classics shelf, but when we found out one of the nickname expansions could be registered as a base name, boom, that was it. Evie, it's been ever since. And now she and her fiance are ta talking last names and maybe touching up their middle names as long as they're there. And uh, it, excuse me, it's a very touching experience watching your kids grow up, watching their identities develop. And I'm just so proud whenever I hear Evie talking about the whole name process and doing it right, and they will! Even back at age 10, Evie insisted on recycling her own old name, took it apart and separated all the components according to the original directions and everything! Good kid. Good woman! Oh, there I go again, rambling. So, what are you thinking? You're looking a little lost. I know you've moved on from hyphens, and you don't seem terribly sold on the random noun route. Uh, well, l let's go by genre. There's classic, which from there we separate down by place of origin. Colors, some natural things like flowers, plants, some are fairly normalized and accepted. You have your daisy, rose, lily, names with very light, delicate tones. There are some I certainly wouldn't go so far as to call normalized, but no one is going to look at you too far sideways, like lavender, chrysanthemum, 
willow. But go much further than that, and frankly, as far as societal perception, if you care much about that, it's hardly their business or mine what you care for. You've strayed back into random object territory. Spruce. Apple. Hollyhock. Uh, buttercup. Uh, although, if you are interested in that one, it might be stocked under cultural referentials. No? Ah, well, then, um, back to the other sections, then. Object. Normalized. Things like diamond, ruby, any gem, really. B profession, but I should warn you, some of these require a secondary license from a union. Feminine, masculine, androgynous, religious, which gets separated down on what... Oh, sure. What are you thinking? Abrahamic is definitely one of our best sellers. Yeah, pretty common, honestly, so if you're looking for originality, I would steer you away from that. Unless you go pretty old school. I sell John five times a week and Mary every other day. But what I'd give to move a Raphael or Magdalene or even Obadiah... Of course, a lot of religious folks do prefer to go to a religious shop for their names, so it might just be that I don't see them as much. There used to be a Catholic name shop down the street. They're still running, but just moved to a different part of town. Lady who ran it was an Elizabeth. Sometimes we'd pop in on each other to chat or talk shop or to share parts and gotta look out for your community, am I, am I right? <laughs> And Elizabeth, she'd made a whole hobby of collecting nicknames. She bought Liz from me, but she had all the classics. Lizzie, Eliza, Beth, you know, mostly from independent vendors of all, all over the country. She even had a few custom-made pieces like Bettina and Bethy and Zabby. I know, Zabby! <laughs> Clever woman. I should stop in on her one of these days. I'll give you the new address if you're looking for anything saint-inspired. And you can get some pretty interesting pulls if you look deep enough into the saints. It's not all Johns and Jones and Peters. You can get Polycarp and Perpetua or Ambrose. No? Well, otherwise virtue names can give that nice, unique flavor with good traditional undertones. Charity is a classic. L literally, I double-list it under classic and religious. <laughs> so is hope or grace or faith. Joy and harmony have a moment every few years, too. But the ones I'd have to special order? Oh, they're just immaculate. You know, I could order immaculate if you'd like. Justice is nice and strong with gender-neutral undertones. Prudence is a little bit dated, but sends a strong message. I've sold Valor before, but those parents were a bit... much, so I'm not sure how well that does out in public. <laughs> no? Well... Darn, I, I suppose we haven't looked over it in the modern shelves yet. Uh, most are just new spellings of old things or back to random nouns again. Uh, some, frankly, aren't modern, but no one wants to listen to me explain that Tiffany originated in the Middle Ages. And, and you have to be very, and I mean very careful about cultural appropriation here. I, I try not to even make it an option, but we're all human. Uh, but there are some good picks. Uh, Brooke is getting a bit old to be modern, but it's still has that feel. Uh, Maverick is very in right now. So is Hollis or Quinn or Beckett. Uh, I personally have a weakness for the AE combos. Maeve, Michael, 
Aylwin. <laughs> but I understand it's not for everyone. Well, any questions about this lot? Well, that's the thing with modern names, is meanings can be a little muddled. Sure, maybe Kennedy might sound fun and maybe a little patriotic in a quirky way, but it does technically mean deformed head. Uh, or, some people think Rebecca means peacemaker, but the literal meaning is trough. Speaking of Rebecca, I, I, I don't know if you saw the sign on the way in, but alternate spelling may be priced differently. G components depending. All Rebecca's ironically happen to be the same though, from Rebecca to Rebecca to Rebecca. Uh, but let me tell you there's about a 10% difference between Caitlin and Caitlin. And oh, how I tremble in fear when some lady with a name like Bethany or Judy or Karen waltzes in here looking to buy Catherine or Catherine or Catherine or Catherine or God knows what else for a new baby girl. And of course, she always demands it at whatever the price tag is on the lowest version. If that's the cost you want, then buy the cheap one, lady! A lot of work for someone who's just gonna buy Katie in three years, uh, if you ask me. Oh, well, no, obviously not everyone buys a nickname. Almost everyone has one at one point, but sometimes it's just a gift, a relative pre-registered for some godforsaken reason. Or sometimes it's a childhood thing that the registration lapses on due to lack of use by the time the person hits 18. And sometimes a name is just too short to reasonably nickname. Aha! That's what we should look at for you. Monosyllabic names. Short, sweet, come in every gender, meaning, background, and style. Uh, some are technically nicknames, but uh, let's be real. Some people just aren't Nicholases, or Jennifers, or Lucases. They are most themselves when they're Nick, or Jen, or Luke. Luke is a pretty decent all-around pick. Casual, but dressy enough for formal occasions. Strong, but not intimidating. Biblical, but not in your face about it. And if you want an expansion to Lucas, it's a very inexpensive upgrade, really. But, of course, I really ought to put in a good word for naturally monosyllabic names. There are some lovely picks there. Anne, uh, the E is extra, by the way. Belle. Ash, coal, and back around to colors again with blue and gray having just an exceptional year this year. Uh, the company that has the rights to produce color-based names just released a report projecting color names are going to have their best year yet. Uh, but those big money, high production reports, well, uh, I'll believe it when I see. They never account for things like family tradition or personal sensibilities nearly as much as I think they oughta. The family tradition especially carries so much more weight than people realize sometimes. Even in our modern day, you might not see so many juniors or the thirds, but what you do see is granddaddy's name in three different places. And oh, the way people utilize middle names. They'll fit their whole family tree into two, maybe three kids' middle names if they have the mind to. And the money! I don't know what it is about middle names, but people who hem and haw about a 5% markup on a first name will shell out for three middle names like they're made of cash. I wouldn't want to file four names at once if it was free. And it's not just eccentric folks, no. The normal seeming people do it every day. Well, seeing anything good? 
No? Huh. Well, I gotta be honest, uh, I don't do this much anymore, so feel free to say no if you'd rather not, but I have let people into the back to craft custom names before. Sure, I keep all sorts of components on hand. It's much easier. <laughs> I can't even begin to give you a price estimate, though. And in general, custom names have a shorter lifespan, so I don't sell warranties on them. But if anything does happen, uh, name repair shops tend to be pretty understanding, and I have some recommendations I always give people. Uh, Jose over in Midtown does excellent work. I've seen him put a 14-letter name back together with a little glue and a single vowel. Great man. Excellent craftsman! Alright then, follow me. Now, the key to a good custom name is strong bookends. The first sound sets the stage. It gives your name the force you want. You want something gentle and inviting? Try shh, or just ha, huh, or an uh sound. Assertive? Go with ba or duh. La has a sense of slyness, and a qua sound brings playfulness that can be disarming. The? Ah. Warm but polite. Very good. Now, let's look at that end. Now, you look like someone who finished high school, so I won't fuss at you about how English works. <laughs> but generally, uh endings sound feminine, and O comes off more masculine. E has a childlike en energy, and on speaks to authority. Oh, looking at double letters, I see. Now, don't go for them because you think it'll be quicker to register because then it's just one registration code for two letters, or that it'll be cheaper for more. I mean, it will, but you don't want things to look too busy. Double letters should help break up syllables, or for an end, Give a sense of finality. Huh. Ah. Uh, I see where you're going with this. Perfect. Now, how long are you hoping this to be? R remember, you're stuck signing the thing until you die or trade it out. <laughs> okay. I'd recommend two vowels and at least one more consonant with that ending you picked. Hmm. Maybe... Ah, yes. All right, give me one moment to put these together and... Beautiful. Now, I haven't permanently attached anything else, so let's try that a few times before you settle on it. Pleased to meet you, Theralyn. Huh. You're not sold. I can see it. That... The not hitting as hard as you'd hoped? I've seen it before. Luckily, I have a fix. Here. How about that, Verilyn? Ah, that smile. Gosh, that is what I do this for. The pure light in a person when they hear their own name for the very first time. Beautiful, gorgeous. Congratulations, Verilyn! You are the proud owner of a form of address custom-made name. Well, at least you will be once we ring you up and sign a few forms. Here, let me go walk you through it. <laughs> I forgot how nice custom ones are. Alright, on to paperwork!
Thank you for listening to this episode of Soundbite. Form of Address was written by Beck Menk and performed by Jackson Heyman. Soundbite Theater's theme song was composed by Charlotte Rosenthal. Soundbite Theater is produced by Mythonomica Productions. See you again soon! <laughs>